welcome to Mentally Stronger, the podcast where with every episode, we're learning practical ways to let go of stress and struggles, grow our mental strength, and live a happier, healthier, more meaningful life. I'm your host, Melly O'Brien, co-founder of Mindfulness.com and creator of mindfulness-based mental strength training. I'm so glad to have you with me. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hey, and welcome to the Mentally Stronger podcast. Should you try to get rid of your thoughts? This is a question that I get asked a lot when I'm teaching retreats and courses and doing talks. So today I am going to talk you through the clear answer to this question and give you the lowdown on the research about thought suppression. So we all try to regulate our thoughts in some way. But this episode offers a word of caution. Not all ways of regulating thoughts are equal. In fact, some are really harmful and some are really helpful. Thought suppression fits into the harmful category. Again, I'm going to take you through the research on why thought suppression is not only ineffective, but it's also really harmful for your mental, emotional well-being. And then I'm going to give you simple and practical ways that you can um, regulate your thoughts in a more skillful and helpful way. Okay, so what exactly is thought suppression? It's any attempt to push away, ignore, or get rid of unwanted thoughts. A totally understandable thing to want to do, right? So let's back up a little bit here. In 1863, the Russian writer Dostoevsky noticed something and he wrote an essay that contained a nugget of truth that would change the face of psychology over a century later. He wrote this essay called Winter Notes on Summer Impressions and in it he challenged the reader, try to pose for yourself this task, not to think of a white bear, and you are going to see that the cursed thing is going to come to your mind every minute. Now, over a century later, social psychologist Daniel Wegner read Dostoevsky's essay, and he was intrigued by this challenge. It rang true in his own experience, so he decided to research thought suppression to see if the research would prove Dostoevsky right. The question was, would people be successful in keeping thoughts of a white bear at bay if they really tried to do so? So Wegner and his team asked a group of students to do exactly what Dostoevsky had challenged the readers to do. Try not to think of a white bear. So the experiment went like this. For five minutes, the students reported all of their thoughts verbally while trying as hard as they could not to think of a white bear. If a white bear came to mind, he told them they should also ring a bell. Then after that, they were instructed to think of a white bear as much as they wanted for five minutes and keep ringing the bell whenever they thought of a white bear. What happened next has since become one of the most widely replicated phenomena in the field of psychology. The students who had been trying as hard as they could to avoid all thoughts of a white bear just 
couldn't do it. On average, they either said the word or reported thinking about the bear that is ringing the bell more than once a minute. Also, later when they were told to think of the bear, they experienced a significant rebound effect, mentioning it much more than any of the other control groups in the study. Through this series of experiments and many more to follow, Wegner identified a phenomenon that he called the ironic error, meaning that the more forcefully you try to push thoughts away, the louder they become, the longer they stay around, and the more they repeat themselves. In other words, and here's the big takeaway, right? When you try to suppress your thoughts, you actually get more of them than if you didn't try to suppress them in the first place. The ironic error is also one of the reasons that smokers who are trying to quit, who desperately try not to think of smoking, will constantly be tortured with images of lighting up. And why people who are on diets and try not to think of the foods that they really like will often get an influx of the foods that they love. This phenomenon is probably not that big a surprise to that many people when we think about our personal experience, right? Because we've probably all had some experience of the rebound effect of thought suppression, like firsthand. Ever tried not to think of that ex-girlfriend or boyfriend who broke your heart, but then you can't get them out of your mind? Or try to push away a big issue that you really don't want to deal with that's bothering you and then all of a sudden you find yourself having an angry outburst and you're consumed by it. So why do we have this ironic error? That's because suppressing a thought is hard work for your mind. One part of the brain tries to suppress the thought, but then another part of your brain has to constantly monitor your mental activity for the forbidden item. Is there a white bear anywhere around here? You know, and in the process of doing that, it brings the white bear up. So not only that, but this process of monitoring is incredibly fatiguing for the brain. So when you're doing it over and over again, it can kind of become a downward spiral where you're exhausted and there's a, a kind of big cognitive load on the brain. So studies have shown that suppressing thoughts and emotions does harm your well-being both physically and psychologically. Thought suppression is found to be a key contributor to several different kinds of mental illness such as depression, anxiety, panic attacks, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder as well as chronic stress. So here's the thing, if we try to manage stressful thoughts by avoiding them or pushing them down, it seems like it backfires instead of less stress, we get more. If we try to manage depressive thoughts by getting rid of them, we get often more of them. We get more depression. So you get the idea, right? And there's a huge body of evidence showing that depression, anxiety, and chronic stress are all really bad for your physical health. Thought suppression is the perfect road to take you into that downward spiral towards these conditions. So as it turns out, Dostoevsky was right. If we try not to think about a white bear, the cursed thing will indeed pop up into our minds more than ever. And a lot of the time when we have unwanted or unhelpful thoughts, we end up doing exactly the thing that makes them worse. We try to get rid of them. And the harder we try, the stronger the rebound effect, the stronger they come back. So how can we 
learn to regulate thoughts in a more skillful, empowering and effective way. Learning to regulate thoughts can take a bit of care, a bit of practice, but it can be learned with research-backed strategies. So here are two things you can do to regulate your unwanted or negative thoughts in more empowering way. So first strategy, it may seem like a bit of a paradox, but one of the most effective things that you can do when having unwanted thoughts is to stop trying to suppress them and make them go away and instead just acknowledge the thoughts there, allow it to be there and confront it. Now, mindfulness meditation is the most effective way to help you develop this skill, but something that you can do on the fly to acknowledge a thought, allow it to be there and confront it is a simple practice called naming the thought. So here's how you do it. When you have any kind of thought pattern coming up, you can say to yourself mentally, ah, here's the I'm not good enough story again. Or, oh, here's the your partner's going to leave you story playing again. Or the world's falling apart story is playing again. And you can do this almost with a bit of a sense of humor and playfulness. You know, my mind has a strong inner critic. So sometimes my, I'll look at myself in the mirror and my mind will say to me, oh, you look horrible in that outfit. You know, we can't go outside like that. And I might say to myself something like, oh, here is the inner critic story firing up again. Okay, thanks, mind. So when the mind is playing these same old patterns, you name it and by doing so, you create a little bit of mental distance from the thought. Suddenly, you can notice that what's going through your head in that moment is simply a thought. It's a bit of language going through your mind. It's something that it's a mental event that arises and passes away. So what happens here is you, instead of being totally caught up and hooked by that thought, you create some mental space where you step back from the thought. So instead of running, you could say, from the bear in the mind and trying to push it away and struggling with it, in this way, we're much more likely to realize that this bear, this thought is actually not as powerful or scary as we once thought it was. It's just a thought. Okay, so that's one strategy. The second thing that has been shown to work really effectively for regulating your thoughts in more helpful ways, or if you're having an unhelpful, an unwanted and unpleasant thought, is to, instead of trying to suppress it, refocus your mind on something else that is more nourishing, more uplifting. So there's two ways you could do this. One thing you could do is instead of trying to push away the unwanted thought, actively start to think about something else that's more nourishing. The research shows that this is way more effective than thought suppression. You could start to think about what you're grateful for uh, in certain aspects of your life. You could think about actions you might like to take that would improve your situation. You could Focus on anything mentally that is more empowering for you. The second thing you can do uh, in this genre of putting your focus on something else is to simply bring your attention to the present moment and your sense perceptions, like the feeling of your breath, 
the sound of the birds out the window, the feeling of your body against the surface that you're sitting or standing on. Really simple, effective way to regulate your thoughts more skillfully. So research shows that these are two more effective ways to regulate those thoughts that you find maybe distressing or unpleasant. So, okay, to recap, thought suppression doesn't make the unwanted thoughts go away. It actually just makes them rebound and makes them come back even stronger, causing you more distress. So instead, try one of these two strategies. First of all, you could try acknowledging the thoughts, allowing them by naming the story, and then putting your mind back on something that's more nourishing. And the second strategy is to change your focus, right? So you could either focus on more helpful thoughts or your sense perceptions. So the invitation this week is to see if you can let go of the habit of thought suppression as much as you can. It's a bit of a practice. So each time you find yourself doing it, see if you can make a switch from thought suppression to uh, a more mentally strong way of dealing with those difficult thoughts and then see what effect it has on your body, on your mind, and in your life. I hope this is really helpful for you. If you'd like some more assistance, some more support in becoming mentally strong, be sure to pop over to my website. There's a whole bunch of resources and um, courses there to help you um, become more resilient, unlock your potential and live a happier, healthier, more meaningful life. Okay. Till next time, take care and stay strong. If you know someone who you think might benefit from listening to this episode, share it with them. Sharing it could really help them to feel better and improve the quality of their life. And if you found this episode helpful, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive more tips on growing your mental strength. And if you'd like some more support in becoming mentally strong, come over to the website and check out the different coaching and training options I have on offer there for you. You can find the links for all of that in the show notes. And thanks again for tuning in. Take care and stay strong. Stay strong.